This podcast is produced by Sunnydale Studios. Hi, lovers. Welcome back to another episode of Big Love Energy. In this episode, we are joined by the incredible Stephanie Murray, founding partner of Richardson Murray Law, and Chanel Bagola, partner of New Wave Accountant- Accountants. <laughs> Both Steph and Chanel have been such important pillars of support to me as I entered the new phase of life. So naturally, I wanted to share their wisdom with you all. So let's get started. Welcome, ladies. So I really wanted to get you in today. It's been a long time coming. Um, you were both there for me on a personal level leading up to during and even more so post-separation and our connection just gets stronger as we go through life together. Um, we met at the gym, F45, about four or five years ago and we all just click. Um, we trained together in the morning, 4.45 and during that particularly fragile time, when I was making the decision to go out on my own, you were both such monumental rocks as dear friends, but also experts in your own respective professions. Steph, an incredible lawyer, founding partner of Richardson Murray, and Chanel, owner and accounting superstar of New Wave Accountants. You are always willing to part with valuable advice at such a critical time and along with a lot of hugs. So welcome, ladies. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Yeah. So exciting. Are you nervous? A little, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that you guys, you know, what you do for a living is like I just look up to and you're such corporates and yet you're nervous for this little <laughs> podcast. We'll, we'll have fun. Big love energy, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself, what your role or focus is at your respective businesses. Do you Did you both always want to know that you were going to be boss? I'm going to say boss girls, but bosses. Um, and when did you know that law and finance was your jam? Who would like to go first? Okay, I'll go. Um, I, well, I'll go backwards. I decided I wanted to be a lawyer when I was eight. Um, I, I've so enjoyed debating and being difficult and my parents were like, this is the career for you. Um, I got on the train and just continued down that path, um, finished school, went straight to uni, uh, finished uni and started as a lawyer when I was 21. So this is my... 14th year of practice. Um, I've worked for many other people and right um, during COVID, I was still working really hard and and so much was happening in the world. And my business partner and I were just like, why don't we do this for ourselves? Why are we working so hard f- to benefit other people? And, and we just made the choice um, to do that. And in fact, that was happening at the same time as you were making your decisions in mm. your life. And I remember those um, days at F45 where we were sitting out the front stressing, talking about the world and and these big decisions that we were making and really relying on each other and really helping each other make them. And genuinely, I'm not sure I would have taken the step to to jump into Richardson Murray if I wasn't surrounded by other boss girls who were making those decisions and doing those things too. Um, it's been a huge source of support and, um, yeah, I, I really value it. Oh, it was such a time. It, it was, was a time. Yeah, it was a time and, yeah, so proud of you for making that step and watching you. you flourish ever since. It was the best decision and, yeah, you own it. So No regrets. No regrets. Exactly. And then Chanel, me. So I actually had no idea what I wanted to do when I um, finished school and I came out and I was going to 
just do a business degree. Um, but I made the decision to go into commerce instead because I wanted to actually come out with something that I could potentially go into with a career. So that's why I decided to go with accounting. I didn't mind the subject at school, so I thought I'll give it a go. Um, and like Steph, I finished school, went straight to uni, came out and went straight um, into a full-time role of accounting as well. Worked at a few firms. Um, I myself didn't start um, New Wave. It was actually my husband that started it initially. Um, and I joined him a couple of years in um, along the way. So Aww, cute. Yeah. Oh, we love Ruben. Amazing. So I've got you here today. It's a bit of a different flavor. Like I've had a lot of heartfelt convos, but I want to do that today, but with a real practical um, side, purely because I'm messaged daily by women who followed my journey over the last eight years, ups and downs, highs and lows, and many reaching out for desper- in desperation for advice. And sometimes energetically I have, you know, the space to have like a really intimate, deep one-on-one back and forth conversation with these ladies and feel like I can share my learnings. But then other times, just because with everything that goes on with, you know, single mom life, um, business owner, like the rental crisis, like everything that's going on, I'm, I'm still in the thick of my journey really. And some days are better than others. And Absolutely. a message might come through and I'll see it and I'll just be like, I want to help this person, but I can't even help myself at the minute. And it's just, that's one of the lessons that I would love to, to share with people that it's like, it's never going to be a f- perfect scenario because it's just hard and you you find yourself in the situation but I still want to share the strength that I have garnered from the whole situation and the strength of the you ladies and 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 what you know advice you sort of shared with me so I just thought this beautiful platform where we share big love energy especially in hard times because what we've learned from each guest is that everyone has their fair share of struggles that we would spend a whole precious episode on delving into the intricacies. That's an intricate word. (laughs) (laughs) Separation. (laughs) Um, We've got to keep this light because otherwise it it gets heavy real quick. Um, And this is completely coming from a place where I want to be really clear that nothing, like I want nothing more for whole families. Like, I want families to remain together. I'm not an advocate for divorce. I Neither can't. am I. This <laughs> <laughs> is the family way. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I come from a broken family um, full of complexities and wanted nothing more than to create a loving family of my own. And I promise you I did try to be the best wifey, best mum. But that just didn't – that's not how it played out for me and it's not how it plays out for a lot of women and, and men going through similar situations. So I know the frustrations of when you feel you're at your wit's end and you truly feel like you've got nothing left and I guess this episode is just for the listeners who may be at the start of their journey or right in the thick of it. I just know it's a hard conversation and it has to be had so that's why I got you lovely ladies on today. Um, so I suppose we start there. If someone is in those early days of feeling stuck and at a loss as to where to start, what advice you would have for them? And um, full disclaimer, I'm not talking about people in an emergency situation. Mm. I know that's real talk. When your life is in danger, we'll put in the show notes Absolutely. direct yeah. helplines if um, you need a way out. And um, in fact, Seth, you might be the person to, to share that info. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we'll, we'll make sure that that's readily available. But I just want, I suppose I want you advice to give potential clients that come to you actually rewinding if 
someone's listening to this and they're, you know, they're in a situation where they're not wanting to separate. They're, they are wanting to separate but unsure if they're really in that space yet, like that little moment before, what would you have them consider before they take that first step? It's a really good question and I think I really want to preface this by saying everyone's journey is different and you can talk to four of your girlfriends who have gone through the same thing or, or your mates or your friends and they will all have different experiences. Um, so often I see when people come in that where they are at in their relationship of, of I guess, on their journey versus where the other person at can be very different. Yeah. Perhaps one person's made the decision to separate and the other person doesn't know yet. Um, that's not unusual. That happens. But because of that, um, the process can be very different. Reactions can be very different. Um, it's a highly emotional time. So my first piece of advice always is, to talk to someone, to, to get some counselling, to whether it's a psychologist, a counsellor, um, someone probably qualified um, in addition to girlfriends and, and your support network because the insight that they can give you to the decision, making sure that you understand the ramifications of the decision and your emotions and everything else, um, it, it really can be the, the make or break. Um, if you want to try relationship counselling, you're better placed to do that before you separate. Um, those kinds of things I think are probably absolutely crucial. Um, I'm also a big advocate that I think that to get proper advice from a legal professional um, as to what it looks like, the process, your entitlements and everything else is really important so that when you're making the decision, you have all of the information. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those things you can't really stuff back into the box. Yeah. Uh, once it's out, it's out. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. Solid advice. Solid advice. Um, and Chanel, say we're talking to the same listeners and they're in a position where they have a joint set up. Um, some may have a bank account, some may not. Um, some may be working and some may not just for whatever reason. And I just, I want your advice on what they sort of need to double check before they take that leap. Is there some sort of basic checklist of affairs you need to have in order before you take that leap? Yeah, I don't know if there's a checklist. There probably is on Google somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, as such. yeah, someone's probably written one up. But I think my biggest recommendation would be to sit down and actually work out, okay, how much does it cost for me to live week by week? Just so you have that idea in your head around, okay, this is how much I need to be comfortable and this is what I need to support my kids or whatever it may be. And I think the other biggest thing would be knowing who you can go to for help um, yeah. and knowing your support network that you have. And I think knowing that it's it's okay to ask for help. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid to ask for help, especially if you are surrounded by people um, that are in different fields that you can, um, that you can go to. Um, I think yeah, having that support network there is the biggest thing because without that, yeah, doing it on your own would yeah. just be, yeah, so yeah. difficult. Yeah. 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 And I think it's really, um, sorry, can I jump back in? <laughs> I think it's really interesting as well because, it, you know, we're in 2022 where we expect that um, times have changed so much that, um, you know, we know where our finances are doing and, you know, one of both people are working and all of this and it's not necessarily the case. And I think having a, a really solid understanding of your financial situation now but also what you need to survive is so important and exactly, yeah. and um 
adding to that stress at the end when you've you've left and then all of a sudden there's a rental crisis and you can't find accommodation and all of these different factors is is planning and it's it's not doing you know underhanded things or behind the back but it's really making sure that you have all of the information so that when you do take the step if you decide to you're not in this situation where you're in quicksand trying mm. to keep your head above but you actually have a game plan mm-hmm. Yeah, there are a lot of cases out there where sometimes people don't have a good idea around, Mm -hmm. you know, their finances and all of those sorts of things. They may not even have, you know, their own bank account set up or or something like that. That would be one thing that I would highly recommend as well is just going and opening up your own bank account if you don't have that um, in place so that you've got that there. And ideally, you want to have some savings behind you, um, but mm. I know that isn't available to everyone in every situation. But like Steph mentioned, with the rental crisis, having to go find a rental, paying bond, all of those things, just sit down and work out how much it's actually going to cost you. Mm. Um, I would never want it to deter anyone from actually making that decision to not break up with someone if they're in an unhappy relationship. Um, but I think it's really important that you have to know yeah, yeah those things and would yeah. you seek like government support if that's if that's definitely in that that's yeah an option you can go yep. to something like Centrelink um to go apply and see what your your options are yeah. there yeah. yeah all fabulous advice um so moving on let's fast forward to those who have reached out and they've said they're out they're done um they're or at least they're trialing a separation everything is fresh what are the do's and don'ts in that time legally and financially Steph in that sometimes hostile time where things get heated and emotions get the better of us what advice do you give the listeners about how to remain a level of grace for the sake of the situation and the potential ramifications they could have moving forward I know you see it all the time yeah um I think probably um, I'm a really av- avid believer in the in the idea that you um, you can't take words back. So when you're engaging and you're throwing out barbs and you're you know trying to hurt the other person the way that they've hurt you or vice versa or whatever else, you can't take that stuff back um, in life or in divorce. So I think that um, I my advice always is to is to play nice and be really respectful. Um, there's a scene in um, Wedding Crashes and um, at the start where the two guys are mediating and the couple are just yelling at each other and saying horrific things to each other. And then they're like, come on, there must be something you loved about each other. And I think that's really good to remember. Yeah, I know that during those those processes you're feeling so much hurt and anger and, and many different emotions, but at some point you obviously very much cared for that person and you respected them and, and all of that. So I think that that is really important and perhaps people underestimate the power of keeping that front of mind, Beautiful. that this is someone that you've chosen at some point yeah. to be in a relationship with and that respect needs to carry through. Um, after that, my rule for my clients always is no social media. I don't want to see how horrible a person they are. I don't want to see memes about divorce parties. <laughs> I want uh, it to be clean cut. Um the court doesn't look kindly upon it. Um, I can certainly tell you that your spouse won't look kindly upon it. Um, and the truth is, in most experiences, your friends are like, oh, why did you, you know, mm. post that? Again, can't take it back. So yeah. from my perspective, um, that's really important. Um, if there are children involved, um, I think 
using a child psychologist or counsellor to assist as a couple for you to understand how to tell the children and yeah. how to engage them in in what's going on and make them feel okay with it that's age appropriate yep. for where they are. Yeah. Um, the Family Law Act in Australia provides for any arrangement to be in the best interest of the children and at the core of that is that children should be allowed to be children and yeah. not have to be involved in the conflict. So yeah. um, not delivering messages, not um, knowing how much is being paid in child support, mm. um, really um, protecting them from that adult stuff. They're kids, let them be kids yeah. and, and protect them. Um, in terms of do's, I would just say um, be honest, be transparent, um, get really good advice from your financial experts, mortgage broker, real estate agents, whatever you need to do within your matter um, and don't believe everything that, you know, your girlfriends or, or friends or the Google, yeah. I call it Dr. Google, tells you because your matter is going to be so much different to the next person's. Yeah. Um, and if you put all your eggs in their basket, that's not necessarily going to give you the best outcome for yourself. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, no, I touched on so many important tips there, but all I could think of was meatloaf. <laughs> 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 I know. So funny. I couldn't give a direct quote because it's probably not appropriate. <laughs> no valuable advice. Sorry, uh, Chanel. What What are some more permanent items um, these listeners need to be focusing on to help put themselves in the best position, being more future focused? From experience, I know when you're going through such a pivotal time, it can feel quite melancholy. Like it just feels like a bit like, oh, YOLO. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you just, yeah, you can lose, you can lose focus. And it's, it's like, from my experience, it's very, from my upbringing, it's very fight or flight. So it just feels a bit of a weird time. What's something like the advice to give p people to keep them on the straight and narrow so that when, you know, the dust settles, not everything like falls apart. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I think from the financial side of things, um, definitely setting yourself a budget yep. so that you know um, that what you need to stick to to be able to live, especially if there is a lot um, or some money involved uh, around it, if there is a settlement or something around um, in that sense. Um, the best thing to do would actually be to go see a financial planner mm. um, and ask for advice from them as to, you know, where should I be putting yep. this? What should I be investing in? Because they'll go through a whole list of questions to find out your risk profiles, all of those sorts of things um, to to suit your needs. Mm. Um, other than that, I think setting goals as well for yourself is a massive yep. um, a massive thing that will help you um, and it will allow you to also when you do reach those milestones you can go YOLO and treat yourself yeah, you yeah, know yeah. Um, it's it's yeah allowing you to have those achievements as yeah. well so yeah get it the right way around and people all the time um, will say you know I didn't even know I was capable of this because when they're they've got proper advice and they can hit those targets and do the goals and follow um, Chanel's budget um <laughs> you know, they can accomplish things and they can do things. And, yeah. um, you know, it could be even as simple as uh, I need an extra $200 a week income or. Exactly. And it can be very daunting, I think, in the beginning as well. If you have always had, um, you know, the support of a partner there um, that you can rely on and, and lean on. Uh, so 
yeah, just have the confidence that you can yeah. actually do it on your own because you yeah. definitely can. Mm. Uh, you just need to set the things in place, like setting yourself a budget, knowing um, this is how much we're going to put towards everything. This is how much I need to bring in. And that will give you that confidence to get there. Yeah. It's beautiful advice. It's honestly, there's people out there to help you. Hey, if Definitely. it's not your, if it's not your jam, then yeah, it's you not can, everyone's yeah. forte. Yeah. So go to the experts that, yeah. that can Absolutely. guide you the right yeah. way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, amazing. And you touched on the kids in the last question, but I wanted to talk a bit more because mm. um, honestly, the questions that normally come through are more often than not prefaced with kids are involved, and that's the yeah. reason why I'm staying and. Um, they're just asking for advice on when is the right time to let the kids know if there is a perfect age or whether they need to wait for a certain age to split. Um, I know there is never a magic age when separation is an easy topic to broach, but when it comes to our beautiful children. So I'd just love to know your thoughts professionally or even personally, mm -hmm. as I know all three of us are products of separations, divorces, and we all turned out. <laughs> Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I um, but from your experience, my parents will be listening. Yeah. <laughs> We've got great sense of humor. Um, from your experiences, how do the listeners go about children being involved? It's something I've had to navigate, and honestly, I found it's the hardest part of the whole process, co-parenting. Um, you just don't want to let your children down and the last thing you want is to traumatise them. Yeah. That's the whole reason why you leave in the first place. And um, I just, yeah, what's some pointers or advice yeah. that helps soften the hard of it all? Because it's hard. Inevitably. I think, yeah, it, it is really hard. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, I have friends and and people close to me that are going through it, um, that have kids involved. And I think that the, the key for me, as I said before, would be getting some advice, if you can afford it, of course, to, to speak with the child psychologist about what that looks like. But there are also some really incredible books. Um, I can't remember any off the top of my head, but I can, <laughs> yeah, I can give you through. some info um, that really um, – are helpful yeah. um, from, I guess, a personal experience and, and anything else. Um, I think that if you're in a really unhappy relationship um, and you're staying for the children, you have to look at it and look at yourself and, and say, am I actually helping the children by staying here? Mm. And again, I'm not encouraging anyone to jump up and leave, but, but there is certainly the case um, where if you are arguing in front of children or they're being exposed to behaviour that is not appropriate but it just continues to escalate, then then it's not good for them. Mm. Um, in terms of how to tell them and when to tell them, I think it comes down to age. If you have a, a you know an early teen who's so insightful and, and knows what's going on, then of course you need some transparency around what that looks like. Mm. Um, if you have a five-year-old, you probably don't need to break down exactly why mum and dad are divorcing um, with all the nitty-gritty details. Yeah. Um, it's only going to create, you know, um, so much um, distress for them mm. because they don't understand mm. and they shouldn't have to understand. They shouldn't be worried about it. Um, very much the idea around, you know, mummy and daddy are taking some time apart um, up to we've made this decision. Yeah. Um, and then the other, I think, really important thing um, is that is not to tell them what the long-term plan is immediately because the truth is, and I can tell you this from the other end, 
you don't know what the long-term plan is yeah. at that time. So um, to say to a child right when you're separating, oh, you're going to live between us equally and and half-half and that's what's happening and the other parent's thinking that's not what we discussed and then the child has that expectation, it just adds more and more and more pressure. Um, that child should never have to decide which parent they love more or want to be with more mm. um, the same way that you wouldn't as a parent say, oh, now I have to pick a child and only one, it's just not fair on them. So making sure that any decision that is being made is being made by the two parents yep. and then once they're in this agreement, expressing it to the child yep. um, because there's just so much confusion and turmoil. If they're upset at the, well, sorry, when you tell them you're separating, of course they're going to be upset. Of mm. course they are. Yeah. But if that's a short-term problem mm. for a better life for them, there mm. are lots of benefits. They get to Christmases, they get to birthdays, yeah. they get to, um, you know, have good time with both parents. Yeah. Yeah. And if the parents are happier, then that's going to benefit the children overall. Mm. Yeah. And it may not show for the children, like only speaking from personal experience, um, in the beginning, it may seem very messy and all very upsetting, but later on down the track, when you do see how much happier your parents are, you then come to the understanding around why they yeah. did that. Yep. Um, yeah, so it, it is hard and I, I completely agree with Steph in the sense of you should never put pressure on your kids um, to have to make a decision around who are they going to stay with or talk badly about the other parent yeah. to try and incentivize them to stay with them longer it's just so much for a child to go through yeah. and at no, no matter what age you are yeah. um, and you never want to put that sort of thing on, on your child to have yeah. to go through that, yeah. Mm. It's really funny as well because at the other end when they do, um, they the court uses psychologists and whatnot to meet with children, the number one piece of, of feedback that comes back is the child just doesn't want this to go on. The child yeah. just wants yeah. this to sort itself and to be out of it um, because it does. It just adds a huge amount of pressure and mm, it's it not does, pretty. Yeah. Yeah. I was in that situation where my sister and I actually had to go through that where someone came in and spoke to yeah. um, both me and my sister and sat us down and were like, okay, you know, asked us all these questions. Three wishes. And it was so much pressure, to be honest. Like yeah. and I was just at that age where I was like, I just want to please everyone. Yeah. So it's so hard to know, you know, what to say yeah. to, to them. So it is How something. old would you have been then? I was in like grade seven, eight, yeah. so, yeah, mm -hmm. around 12, 13, yeah. which is such a – it's an age where you're already like so yeah. you're growing Vulnerable. and, yeah. you know, hormonal, hormonal yeah. all these things. Yeah. So it's it's super hard to go through that. Yeah. yeah. So if you can avoid that, if, if avoid getting your kids involved yeah. in that situation, then, yeah, that I agree is the best outcome. Yeah. 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 100%. I, touching on the whole, you know, at the end of the day, we want everyone to be happy. It's mm. that, that iconic piece of information from Glennon Doyle, the queen, or how <laughs> Queen D Glennon, um, in her book Untamed, when she's brushing her daughter's hair and she was in this marriage and she was like, thought to herself with her daughter, would I want this marriage for her? Mm. And when she realized she didn't, that she would do anything to avoid that, she yeah. was like, that's that's it for me. And you just, it's sometimes it's, you just got to break it down quite simply. Um, cause at the end of the day, no one wants anyone to be hurting or bad. It's just, it's just wanting that happiness, um, yeah. and keeping it. Yeah. Um, keeping the kids, I think out of that decision, but just doing the, the work and thinking around it to protect them is much more, um, valuable in the long run. 
Yeah, that's right. And I think through that counseling process or, or even with your girlfriends or, or whoever, you know, there's no judgment. Everyone's mm. on their own, their own journey. And so mm. if, if they want to stay, yeah. you know, they can stay. Yeah. And if they want to go, then they can go. And, and, um, you know, usually in most circumstances, you'll get the support, whatever your decision Yeah, from the yeah. people that care about you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've definitely found that having gone through my journey, like a lot of women were going through a similar thing. Like COVID was breeding yeah. all sorts of situations in relationships and, at the end of the day, I was like, yeah, I want everyone to st- – like, I want happy families, everyone to stay together if everyone's willing to grow together and and stay together like that was the end goal. But for me, it just was not an option at the end of the day. So – and that's okay. So when I think there was some shame in there, like especially being on social media, there were lots of women that were reaching out going, what do I do? And I'm like – was trying to give my – two cents based off my situation and then they most I'd say a a good percentage of them just within a couple of months back posting happy families and I'm like good for them like I'm really glad it worked out for them there's no judgment from me it's not like oh why did they work out and I didn't it's just that's the end goal to, to be happy within your relationship if you can break through that barrier but yeah, I think it's really important to keep in mind that yeah, everyone's journey is different, mm. and you've got to do, you've got to follow that intuition. You've got to do what's right for your mental health and your happiness, yeah. and and um, yeah, to show your kids the, that you deserve to be happy as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, next question. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, from experience, I know it can be an isolating time. I was out on my own in the thick of um, lockdowns. So that was already a tricky time. But I know that even without that, it's so easy to play the comparison game and distance yourself. So I'd love to know some stats. Like I know we're not alone. (laughs) I I know if you're going through it and you're like, I'm out, like some people just are like, I, yep, it's done. I, I, what's the stats there? Is it, is it quite high? Like the, yeah, you hear lots, um, from the last census they did where they had all of the statistics of, of everything, what they've actually found is that the um, number of weddings per year has decreased okay, since yeah. 1970 was the highest. It's, I think it's decreased every year since then. And um, obviously divorce has increased. Um, but what they're actually finding more and more is that people aren't getting married um, for example, either second relationships or even first relationships. Um, and so the statistics in terms of divorce rates are not accurate at the moment because all the people who are in de facto relationships but are separating and have children, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. um, aren't. there's no tracking, there's no lodgement that can, can make sure or see the volume of that. But the most recent um, numbers from 2020 were um, – two out of every thousand people are going through a divorce. Okay. Yeah. And that includes, you know, older widowers, like everyone in terms of the thousand people. So yep. it's, um, I think it's around 50%, but yeah, right. It's quite, quite high. Hold on. Keeps me busy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and in, on that note, Chenille, from a financial perspective, <laughs> um, with that high turnover, I, I guess like I, we just want the reassurance that people are going to be okay if they're starting again. Like mm. it's it's quite common. Is do you, do you like? Yeah. Will people be okay if they're starting <laughs> of course, again? Yeah, people will definitely be okay. And I think um, 
as we mentioned, loose tips before yeah. of um, making sure you do have those things in place mm. from when you do separate. Um, I think that's the key. Yeah, you're just not, have. Yeah, you're have not a, the only one. No, yeah. you're definitely not the. You, I mean, fifty percent of people in the world are going through this, and yeah, yeah, um, and a lot of them have come out and survived. So yeah, yeah there's there's definitely faith there that you will survive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I now want to change the tempo a little bit and ask some advice from more of a this these questions did come through um a lot from our f45 gang actually because they see how interesting and they just want to know like um how much do you chest press now (laughs) (laughs) a lot (laughs) um we strong (laughs) just how do you do the juggle like obviously you both own amazing successful businesses and then um you both yeah just such happy people like you just seem to do it all like I I love you obviously but um what's your non-negotiables like that you have to you know is it health is it you know doing your trips away I know that you like taking your breaks and what's some tips to do to do the juggle as corporate women that are in like that face quite stressful situations every day but you still you know you're in check yeah I think for me personally, it's routine. Yeah. Um, I'm a big routine person and uh, I, if I don't get up and go to F45 at, you know, at 4.45 in the morning, it will actually send me crazy. Yeah. Um, if I have a week off gym, I can I can notice it straight away. I'll, yeah. I'll just start getting so emotional because it is stressful running a business, um, definitely, and I think that is my outlet and it's my one time where I can just go and do something for an hour, not think about work at all because everything's just so fast-paced you don't even get a chance to, um, to think about it. So it's the time, yeah, just to switch off. Yep. And then in terms of, yeah, doing trips and, and travel, I love traveling as yeah. a lot of people do, but um, my partner and I, we always try and utilize that as a time to really step out of the day-to-day of in within our business um, and come up with new, new mm-hmm. ideas. And I think that's the only way that you can really do that is is really step away from the business and have that time away to to allow you to do that otherwise it's so easy to just get bogged mm. down in 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 you know going in and out of work yeah. doing your meetings dealing with stuff like you can so easily just get stuck in that so mm. it's super important to to take that time yeah yeah, yeah. reinvigorate yeah, yeah, definitely. And come back more refreshed. Yeah. It's, it's better for the team yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, you don't want to be, yeah, dealing with a grumpy boss yeah, <laughs> um, no. all the time. <laughs> um, yeah, you just need that time to reset. Otherwise, yeah, yeah you'll go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you'll get, and there's definitely times where, yeah, I have been like, you know, Steph and I used to drive to, um, to gym together every single morning and there's been multiple times where both of us have been in tears about something that we've both <laughs> so had true. to deal with <laughs> yeah, yeah, just bawling yeah um but yeah we've got through it and yeah it's good support <laughs> crew so important yeah I also am a routine gal, though I'm not as good at it as Chenille. Um, I am unfortunately a slave to my job and always have been um and I have spent a lot of time on myself trying to put in place better systems and processes and my own mental health and everything else. Um, I agree. I am much better human if I train, um, yeah. you know, four or five times a week. Um, I love running. Um, you did the half marathon I did recently. Do the half marathon. Yes, okay. um, I love it. So good for my for my head. Um, for me, though, like my major source of 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 
comfort and support and even self-esteem really does come from my girlfriends mm. and my friendship circle and um being a new business owner, having people like Chanel that I could go, oh, I don't know how to do this. How, you know, she's just like, okay, I'll share screen, da, 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 and um, help me. And I think the one, I, I think one of my really good traits is that I'll be like, hey, I really need you. Can mm. you stop what you're doing and come and help me with this? And I think um, that helps balance everything. Mm. I also think because my friends know that because I do that, they can kind of identify it before I do yeah. and then say, okay, what are we going to do to help you get through that? So um, it's not easy. Mm. I think it's like super challenging. It it's is, Super, yeah. super challenging. Um, but it's infectious because I'm not one to ask for help. But I had you two lovely ladies helping me pack <laughs> yeah. orders recently, like <laughs> yeah. in the Father's Day rush on a late Thursday night when you've literally got your own businesses but – yeah, I think, yeah, having that support crew, realising that people that love you just want to help you and yeah. you do the same for them is super important. I think that's something that the listeners can take on board today because mo- I can guarantee most people would be like, oh, I don't want to ask for help. I don't want to burden yeah. anyone. Yeah. And I'm even that type of person. Yeah. Like I know when I get in those situations, I just need to do it. I think I need to do everything yeah. myself. So it is really difficult to ask for help, but yep. just know that it is going to be, it's going to be better for you in the long yep. run. Yep. Yeah. You don't, you're not expected to have to do absolutely everything all the time on your own. Amazing. And most of the time I find what I'm stressed about or that particular circumstance we came to help you, we had fun. Yeah, yeah we had fun. a really good time. <laughs> <Not> one. Um, <laughs> I learned to pack things. Um, <laughs> you learned how to do postage labels. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to touch any pens. But <laughs> other than that, I um, but the same thing, you know, what I spend an hour stressing about on zero, Chanel can probably solve for me in three minutes. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. it's knowing that and, yeah. and having that um, that part of it I think is super important. Yeah. Amazing. We're going to go ahead over to our weekly segments as there's plenty more to chat about over there. I'm sweating. This is been <laughs> Good chat. This is good chat. No. Um, so love letters. Love letters. We, we had a fair few come in. So question number one, uh, it was just worded like this. Easing guilt when you react poorly out of defensiveness. I suppose that's you've done something and you instantly regret it. You've lashed out. (laughs) I think that's what that means. I'm a big fan of apologies. Yeah. You know, I think one of the most um, better things you can do for yourself is to actually say uh, that that was unwarranted or that was a bit harsh or, you know, I'm sorry. And if they know that you identify that you overreacted or lashed out or behaved poorly, um, it it can really go a long way to own up to it and fall on your sword. Yeah. And just not just and then park it and yeah. be like if you've apologized but yeah. i'll see you yeah. you know yeah, there's nothing more else. you can no. do yeah. from there yeah. yeah and just learn from it and don't do let it. yourself dwell on it too much and send yourself crazy over it yeah, yeah. <laughs> amazing um question two money is the issue in our house what are some ways of earning income i'm sure they're not alone um, <laughs> what are some ways of earning income from home if you're wanting to work but also have to be at home with your baby so like a passive income i suppose or income just working from home yeah. like a, yeah to definitely contribute. there's so much going on in the online e-commerce space um i think there's definitely opportunity there but i think also being a business owner myself we have 
really tried hard to make our working environment flexible for our staff. And I know a lot of workplaces out there have done the same thing in terms of allowing people to work from home, having flexi time, all of those sort of things. So even just going out and trying to find an employer that has a little bit more flexibility around those Mm. arrangements. um, So you can still be working and maybe have your kids there um, at home if that's what you need to do at the time. Um, Yeah, I, I I think workplaces would, all over yeah, are, yeah. are doing that. Yeah. 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 I totally agree. And I think um, the other thing that I see can help often is, you know, in all of these message boards and there's, um, you know, Gokos Girls in Business and there's a Gokos community page. Yes. And yeah. <clears throat> Sorrento community page. <laughs> yes. My favorite Facebook page. Um, the they, um, <laughs> um, People often post, you know, looking for someone to do my ironing, looking yeah. for, um, you know, yeah. someone to look after my dog for four days or mm-hmm. whatever it is. I think that the opportunities are out mm, there. Yeah. Um, and even... If, if, if it's you personally, reach out to people you know or mm. your friends. Um, if you ask, you may be surprised yeah. what people have. Yeah. Put yourself out there. Absolutely. I, we are, I actually only recently just had um, – so we used to have a guy come into the office and help us set up our, um, like, desks and things when we got new desks, yeah. um, if it was, like, from Ikea or something yeah. like that. Um, and he was a gun it's at it. It's my dream job. Oh, he was <laughs> – Flat pack. Yeah. <laughs> he was so good at it. And he actually – reached out to me because he hurt his back right. um, and said, um, you know, I'm looking for something else um, to do. So just not being afraid to even mm. send a text message or, you know, going and posting something on Gold Coast Girls and Business. I've seen that multiple mm. times where people have put themselves out there, just let everyone know their skills and what they're available for. And you see so many comments on there of people yep. um, making recommendations around that. So mm. Um, I think, yeah, don't don't be just sitting there scared yeah. to sort of take the step because it won't really get you anywhere. You've yeah, just got to really. You, you never know where it's going to lead to. Exactly. Um, and just like that, it's that propelling towards your purpose. Yeah. Like you yeah. might start off with something that you're like, oh, that'll do, but you never, yeah. once you gain that momentum, um, yeah, like I, like I said in previous episodes, I went and washed dishes because I was like, I can only work night times when Jace is in bed. Yeah. So I went and got a job working in a restaurant late hours because I was like he's at least he's asleep and it doesn't affect him but yeah it's but you you know on paper you're like oh that's you know that's a bit shameful or whatever at the time um but I worked with an amazing crew and then from there it gave me the confidence to be like no you can go back into the workforce so yeah um yeah just take like don't be so hard on yourself and take those baby steps and it doesn't just get your foot in the door and you did yeah reach out because you never know what's waiting for you like in those yeah those Facebook community pages can be amazing that and even walking into workplaces like I um have so much appreciation for people that will come in and drop their resume in yeah um to us because you actually get to meet them face to face Mm. another um big recommendation for me is if you are applying for jobs on seek or um or any of those job platforms is try and personally email um the director or mm. whoever their HR person is, um, rather than just being caught up in all of the yeah. that seek applications that come through. And if you have the confidence to even take the step to do a video of yourself, I yeah. highly recommend Ooh. that as well because sometimes you can't necessarily um, – 
see what a person's like just from a resume and when you have so many applications and you're seeing so many things all day to really stand out um, I think a video is a great way to do that because you get to see someone's personality as well um, and it might just you know give you that upper hand to to get yourself in yeah. for an interview as well. I can handle this person on Zoom calls. Exactly. <laughs> <It's> like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Okay. So um, question number three, how do you deal with judgment, bullying from others who don't agree with your decision to separate? Mm. Well, um, I feel like the obvious answer is um, they're probably not your friends. <laughs> get rid of them. <laughs> they have judgment. Um, but I think that, this is a really common thing that I see all the time. People don't support my decision. My family don't support my decision, whatever it is. Um, I think that if you believe in it, you have to be true to it. And I think that if they don't support you, then they probably don't have a space in your life anymore. Mm. Um, the unfortunate reality of separation in most circumstances um, is that you will lose some friends. Yeah. You will. They will feel they have to take a side or they might have a view of a side or they might have heard two very different versions of the same event. But at the end of the day, if they're going to do that, you – and I've experienced it through mm. through separation. I have um, uh, lost people and I've had people with very, very strong judgments. Um, my rule was always, you know, be upset about it for an hour and then, all right, what's next? Mm. Let's roll. So I think that – I'm oversimplifying it, of course, but at the end of the day, you can't control how they feel about Mm. your decision. You can only control how you feel about it. And if you think it's the right decision for you, then don't do anything to please anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. I think when you're pretty firm in your truth and you're like, (laughs) yeah, it's pretty hard to be swayed um, and you just got to, yeah, cut your losses really. That's Um, it. You win some, you lose some, but you just, as long as you know that you're doing the right thing and you've, you're true to yourself like you can't fester over other people's judgments of you otherwise you just won't be able to move forward yeah Yeah. and they may down the line you know once you are yeah if they see how happy you are they'll come to the understanding that okay that was the right decision that they made and you may rekindle that relationship at some point so Yeah. yeah Yes. Um, question number four, final one. How do you find the strength to finally cut the cord when the other person isn't on board with separation yet not willing to find resolution to the issues arising? So I take that as like when someone just doesn't, they're like, we can't get separated. Like what we yeah. we have to stay together because people just, just stay together. Yeah. yeah. I think it goes back to what I said before in the – very rarely are both people on the same day look at each other and say, oh, yeah, it's time. <laughs> um, it, you know, I love these celebrity announcements where we've come to the mutual decision of love and respect for each other and then, it, you know, it's very unlikely What's that that happen. Uncoupling. uncoupling. Yeah. Oh, conscious so, uncoupling. Yes. Conscious uncoupling. Yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow I think yeah. was the I one that started that. a bad that. rap for it. The, I actually listened to a podcast with her about it and she said that um, the the point of it was to say we are consciously going to make this decision as right. bearable as we can. Right. So the idea that it, you know, which is actually kind of nice. Yeah. Everyone moves forward with oh, a very dreamy. conscious state. Yeah. Ideal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not always possible. Um, yeah. But, yeah, going back, I think one party is is probably had been building up to the decision and, and mm. is wrestling with the decision and the other party thinks, oh, well, maybe we're not that happy but this is life and this is what we what we do and so when that person tells them well I want to separate I'm leaving or I have left or 
whatever the case may be, um, it can be really difficult. Um, in Australia, the only grounds for divorce are irreconcilable differences. I, it doesn't matter if anyone's done anything wrong. It doesn't matter if someone doesn't want to get divorced or separated. If one person does, you can't force them to stay mm. in a relationship. Mm. So, um, It's a tricky situation Mm. and one that many people um, find themselves in Yeah, because they are at different stages. But I think that um, if you are honest and transparent, I think cutting the cord is key, dragging it out and being half in and half out and and sort of being kind and think you're helping by being present and around and still going to dinner. Um, This is just from personal experience. Yeah. um, Isn't helpful. I think you need to cut the cord. You need to make the decision um, and deal with the consequences. It's going to be better for the other person in the long run. I truly do believe that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Agreed. I don't have anything to add to that. (laughs) (laughs) I think you covered it all. (laughs) No, perfect advice. Um, We're going to go into our fun little segment each week, Flashback Faves. Flashback Faves. So I want to know from you, my corporate besties, um, (laughs) name a song or movie or vibe or moment in childhood that helped shape you uh, like is a part of who you are today. Like, and if Steph, if you don't say legally blonde, oh, yeah. <laughs> highly disappointed. Uh, so I, I can imagine. Even thought of it, <laughs> but yes, and I do Steph. love it. Um, I was thinking about this, having listened to all your other podcasts and all the excellent answers that were out there. Um, and I think back to I was a bit of a, a punk rock kid it didn't really make any oh, any what? um yeah oh. I would drive in my silly care listening to the Ataris and Millen Cullen and um oh, you know it, it really didn't I probably have any effect on my um work and what I do for a job um but it's probably the most present memory I have of those um, formative years. Yeah, um, right. In terms of lawyer life, I think I actually watched Ally McBeal, which is probably really um, showing my age. But, <laughs> Calista. Um, yeah, yeah. But um, that was probably, yeah, that was it for me. Ally McBeal. Ally McBeal. And the, the creepy lawyer used to walk around with no shoes on <laughs> and everyone used to be like, it's so weird, but as an actual lawyer when you've worked like 12 hours, it's not unusual. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think of him every time. <laughs> You're walking around the office with no shoes yeah. on? Yeah. <laughs> Very profesh. And Chanel? Mine, um, to be honest, I can't think of like a movie or a, or a song or anything that shaped me into um what I am today it's more so probably childhood memories yeah um and maybe I think there's probably two main ones and it wasn't really fun memories I don't <laughs> I would say but it's <laughs> things that I hated at the time but I feel like I'm very grateful um, okay. for now and that would be um one from my mum actually and one from my dad so from my mum um I am half Asian I grew up with an Asian mum <laughs> and um if anyone has an Asian mum I feel like they do really embarrassing things all the time <laughs> and when I was growing up she always used to cook like really weird food and I'd get so embarrassed about it I'd always be like oh my god someone's gonna come over and be like what's this weird food you have in your house <laughs> um but now I look back at that and I'm actually so appreciative mm. of 
like my heritage and everything that I come from and so appreciative that I had that all available for me like Mm. around like my mum's cooking and everything she exposed us to because it has you know given me a massive love of food I'm a massive foodie and I love travel for those reasons because I just love eating food all over the world um so that's something that I'm really grateful for um that I was maybe just embarrassed about when I was um when I was younger and then um on my dad's side one thing um I was I did a lot of surf life saving and swimming when I was growing up um, and that was what my dad was into as well Um, when he grew up. He went through his childhood doing all of that as well and he used to actually, I used to go training every single morning for surf life saving and on a Monday he would actually make me go and do swimming training at the pool at like 5am in the morning and I hated it, Mm. absolutely hated it. I was like, why is he making me do this? Sometimes I'd cry because I wouldn't want to go. Um, but I feel like having that consistency and routine and the discipline to go and train all the time mm-hmm. has allowed me to be really disciplined in my life now around, you know, making sure I get up and go to the gym every single morning, um, having a set routine yeah. to, to, um, to get through the week basically when you are super busy. Um, so I am really grateful for yeah. that, even though I absolutely hated it at the, the time. time. <laughs> yeah. No, it's funny those parents, how they know, I know. how to parent sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, I can relate to the the weird cooking because yes. my my mum would actually take it one step further. And I remember like, you know, you'd get to school and kids would have the lunch boxes with like Samboy chips yes. and a Vegemite sandwich. And I'd be and so jealous. Well, I'm my like, sandwich, I'd that. have a white bread sandwich with beef rendung in it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd have it cold and you could smell oh. it from two blocks I away. Know, that's the thing, the smell of all the things you're just like, why? That, why that put your child really comes through? <laughs> yeah. They just do the weirdest things. And I remember my yeah. mum even had this thing that she would do. And I don't know why. <laughs> Um, if we ever got infected ears when we were little, like if your ears got infected or something, she would cut up garlic into tiny little sticks and make us wear garlic sticks in our ears (laughs) to school. (laughs) Everyone would be like, why why have you got a stick in your ear? And and it was garlic. That's character building. No, I feel like it made it worse. It was actually painful. I actually call it AMS, Asian mum syndrome. Oh, it's a thing. It's it's, it's yeah. the worst thing, honestly. Like anyone with an Asian mum. Yeah, they have the best intentions the best, most of the time. But, but at yeah. the same time, they can be embarrassing yeah, yeah. It's, it's the For me, it wasn't garlic, it was Vicks, but you'd get it in the eyeballs and up your nostrils and like, I'm like, surely I don't need that much Vicks. Um, final segment. <laughs> Um, words to live your week by words to live your week by I would love to know from two very wise women what your quote or piece of passage of words that you want to impart today with the listeners that you feel helps you at times share your words um and yeah we'll go with Steph first uh mine is um Remember when you used to pray for what you have now. Mm. Um, in interchange, pray for your beliefs. But I am such a I have obviously for the last however many years just been always looking forward, always doing more, always working harder, always on to the next thing, and putting a huge amount of pressure on myself. And 
in the last couple of years, I have really tried to stop and go, remember when you used to want all of this and you're living it and you're not enjoying it because you're so worried about this, this and this. And um, I say it to myself often, I have it on my wall in my office um, and it really is, I've, I've, I live a wonderful life and I love what I do for work. I need to stop and enjoy it a little bit more and mm. stop letting the stress of the day-to-day stuff you know, really bring me down and make me want for more or, or the next step. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's me. <laughs> Mine is very much actually in line with yours Ooh. and it's something that my nana always used to say mm. um, to me and my sister and um, it is life is what happens while you're busy making other plans, mm. um, which comes back to exactly what you um, said, Steph. So, yeah, I always think of that. It's like a massive reminder that, um, yeah, we need to slow down and be grateful for what we have day to day, celebrate the wins that, you mm. know, when we have something amazing happen, make sure that we acknowledge that and don't just let the busyness of life mm. get in front of you and, and um and take over that so yeah it's a good mm. reminder I think it's actually a John Lennon quote yeah, um, right. maybe but yeah. yeah she always used to say yeah. it to us yeah, <laughs> yeah it takes wise old women to, to say it to, to really yeah. let it set it in, set yeah. in with, you know they've lived it but yeah I yeah. just I, I agree I'm in the season now where I've got to stop sometimes and be like oh I just and yeah you you yeah, you get so caught up in that next mm. step. It's so easy to do. And yeah. especially in such a transitional time when you're like, oh, like I just don't know why sometimes it feels like you're racing the clock, like yeah. just to sort of slow down and be like, no, it's okay. Like and I think that's when training and like nature comes into play as well. It's just like, oh, like so easy to get caught up in the yeah. day-to-day. But yeah. Definitely. And something I used to do all the time and something I should actually really get back into, I feel like I need to, is I used to, and I know a lot of people do it, write a gratitude um, journal just before I went to bed every single night of three things that I was grateful for. And they could just be the smallest things like, um, you know, I'm grateful for having a really hot shower this morning Mm. or something like that. But it really makes you think about that. And um, yeah, I really need to get back into the habit yeah. of doing that again because it is really hard when you are busy to, yeah. Yeah, that's our homework. Yes. Week. <laughs> Amazing. I think that's it. We've gotten through a lot today and I'm so grateful for you guys taking the time out of your busy schedules to have a chat today and hope it wasn't too nerve-wracking. I'm sorry I put you in this situation. No, it's fine. <laughs> but you guys, um, yeah, are amazing at what you do and I know that there are going to be, well, hope and I know that there are going to be a lot of women that will be sitting back and listening, um, if not for themselves, for friends who might be going through a similar situation. Like it's all information that is scary and hard to talk about um, and I, for one, don't really like talking about it either but um, yeah. when it's asked so much it's hard to ignore and I want to be you know yeah have that big love energy for people going through a real hard time um, because I was there and so if this helps a couple of ladies or men out there going through a difficult yeah. situation I'm really grateful for you guys taking the time today and having the conversation thank so, you so much for having us yeah thank you Jessie <laughs> really great time you're very good at podcasting you are <laughs> You're a natural. <laughs> One day I'll learn to podcast and not sweat. At yeah. the same time. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks Jesse. <laughs>
And there we go. Thank you for listening. If you loved this week's episode, please leave a review or provide a five-star rating. It really helps us let us know that you're loving the show. And of course, any DMs and, and comments and shares, we really appreciate as well. Um, all the feedback has been amazing. Thank you so much. You can stay up to date with us and follow our socials, Big Love Energy Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. Um, but we'll pop all the social handles in the show notes below. Um, thanks for listening, lovers. I can't wait to to get into next week's episode we'll, we'll chat then bye I don't want just anybody.